everyone, I just wanted to take a few seconds to talk about this wonderful platform. If you don't know already, I'm pretty new to this podcasting world. My friend had actually introduced me to Anchor. I couldn't believe how easy it was to start a podcast. It's free to start, which is a plus, and you can make money. Yep, even if you don't have a huge audience. I thought it would be impossible to start it, but it only took me less than five minutes to set it up, and you don't need any fancy equipment, really. The tools I offer are incredibly easy to use. You can edit on your computer or your phone. Again, I am new to this, so when I found out Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, I was relieved. It can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Everything that you need to share your own stories is basically all in one place, so download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, I'm your host, Carol. And I'm your co-host, Joseph. And you're listening to... Yeah, yeah whatever. whatever. So, in today's episode, our second episode... No, um, it's a third. No, it's, a, no, it's not. Yeah? Well, the, intro, the first one oh. was just like the trailer. This is the second episode. Um, so, actually, we were supposed to film it yesterday, <laughs> but Miss Caro wasn't prepared... But anyways, hopefully she'll be more prepared next time, right? Yeah, next time. It's currently 8 a.m. And, I mean, it's not that early, but normally... The, I think the last two episodes, we filmed it, like, at night, right? Like, mm-hmm. kind of late at night. And, honestly, I kind of like doing it in the morning. I do, too. I wish I had some caffeine. I don't know. How do you feel about... How do we feel about caffeine lately? Caffeine? I've been yeah. taking a break on caffeine. It's just been... Because I feel as if when I drink caffeinated stuff, I'm, like, at a really high. And then the next day, like, I'm my body's just confused without yeah. it. Yeah. And then I feel like I'm dependent on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, lately I've been trying to not drink anything caffeinated just so I just get some consistency. There's days that obviously I want caffeine, but sure. I just try to push through. Um, yeah. The other day when we had that coconut coffee at the food distribution. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like I had a few sips and I was like, I couldn't sleep. No, same. Because uh, we had it at like 8 or no, we had it at like 9 p.m. And I had like half a cup and I felt like pretty caffeinated. And then I took the rest home and then at work I had it. Oh my gosh, I felt incredibly... I had way too much energy and not a lot to do because at work it was pretty slow. So I actually felt really uncomfortable. Like, I felt, like, really, like, anxious and jittery. Maybe it's also because, like, I haven't been drinking that much coffee anymore. So maybe, like, I'm more sensitive to it. Um, but yeah, anyway. Um, so today, uh, I was trying to just pick out, like, different topics to talk about. And I figured out, like, one that's kind of easy because again i still want to keep things i mean light this well i guess covid i just wanted to talk about how that impacted our omicron. lives omicron <laughs> delta <laughs> the flu <laughs> the flu you don't know what this shit is we don't know we don't even know what's going on i'm just here um i noticed that there was there, there was a pattern that i guess like the good thing that came out of covid is that a lot of 
creati- creativity flourish during that time because all of us were kind of stuck at home. I so, mean, I guess it could be it could go both ways. Yeah, that's true. Some people just need that human interaction to kind of yeah. get that creative their creative juices going, true, true, and true. not being able to see peer to peer in person definitely well, impacted some people. I also think though, like, well, that's true. I feel like. well I guess maybe I'm just speaking for myself but I feel like a little bit of solitude can really um I guess make you focus more on like your inner feelings and how you're feeling I don't know I guess like I became more in tune with my emotions because of that solitude and I think I'm I guess like I'm an introvert but also extrovert so like I'm okay being alone but I do you're right like I do need that energy like I do need to feed off of other people but also like being by myself also kind of forced me to find other ways to be creative you know Mm -hmm. yeah I think for me I don't know how life would be without COVID so let's just say it was it for the better Um, I definitely tried a lot of things that I have wouldn't have probably tried and just I guess question a lot of the things that I do on a daily basis because mm-hmm. I did have that time to kind of chill and not that only that yeah. not only that but just the whole COVID thing in general was just a whole questioning mechanism of like is this what is COVID yeah I was like what's it's going like, on <laughs> it's like we don't really know what's going on so it just that mentality and that way of thinking made me like made it easier for me to question all the stuff that i do in my in the in my daily life Mm -hmm. um, which was a blessing i would say um where were you like what were you doing when you first found out about like covid like the first like let's just like go all the way back because it's really interesting to think about it because i i remember but I remember I was on my phone and I saw like this thing on Corona and then they made a meme on it, the <laughs> Corona beer. And oh, then yeah. <laughs> they started making these fucking memes and like that's what I thought it was. I thought it was another like another one of those diseases or things that are like that's outside of the U.S. And like it could seep into the U.S., but it's like yeah. not that no, serious. Bad. Yeah. And that's just kind of like the vibe of what it was. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Just another annoyance, you know. But I, la- later did we know that this the thing that we clowned is... It's clowning us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, really jokes on us. impacting our daily lives. Yeah. Um, which was kind of crazy. Um, and... That has that hasn't really been experienced in a really really long time, where something like that can impact our literally our daily our daily lives. But yeah, I remember I was at home on Instagram and I saw a few memes and then yeah. Yeah, for me. It was the memes too, but I think what really, um, I it was 
my best friend Caitlin and I were hanging out, and I really remember we were in my closet. I don't remember if I think we were either on FaceTime or or we were actually together, and this was like the maybe three months, yeah, about like three or two months before COVID actually like came here and it happened. Um, we were just like, <sighs> yeah, I need that coffee. Um, COVID, we were just like, coffee doesn't even work for you though. It, it depends. It depends. Like sometimes I'm really sensitive to it. I don't know. My body's just weird. It's like either my body rejects it or accepts it. I don't know. It's weird. But right now I feel like I could use it. Um, but we were just like talking about how like it's going on in China and all this stuff and we just, and I was just thinking like yeah it's just gonna stay there or like maybe or I think it was the first person or like the first case of someone that came from either China or something and they like brought it here but I thought oh, okay it's just gonna be like one case and then you know maybe a few people and then that's it and then boom like that's what happened and I actually just looked up do you remember the influenza, like the H1N1 virus? Mm-hmm. I was 10 at this time in Panama, and I remember I was so scared. Like, we were all scared, and we actually all had to wear masks everywhere. I remember that. So when it when we started wearing masks here, I was like, oh, like, it's going to be the same thing. Like, we're just going to have to wear masks for a little bit, and then boom, like, it's all good, but I mean, it's been like what two flu? years. The swine is it the swine flu? Remember, I think that was. Well, it's because in Panama we didn't call it that. We call it H one N one, like we actually called it by that name. I remember like there were deaths and stuff like that. This was two thousand nine. There were yeah. deaths or something. Like that. <laughs> oh, that's <sounds> so. <laughs> I was ten. Like I just like people saw... disappeared or something like that. <laughs> just like vanished. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. There's people just disappearing left and right. So, at this point, I was working at State Farm. No shade, but I was so unhappy at that job. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Jake from State Farm. Jake. Jake. Okay. Um, I was working at State Farm. It was like a... I was a... Oh my gosh. Excuse me. I was a licensed uh, sales representative. That sounds bougie, but really it's just like selling insurance. And we were training or, yeah, we were having, doing our training. It was like a three month long training at the office. And at this point, we kept hearing about COVID. We kept hearing about other businesses moving to work from home. But we thought, eh, it's not really going to happen. And then it started to, like, get pretty serious. They actually were, they were like, all right, y'all, like, basically, we all have to start working from home. And I thought, oh, wow, that's so exciting. We were actually the first group ever to train from home because normally you would do it in office and then you would just transition into training from home. So it was, it was just very interesting. It was all, like, fun at first, you know, just training in my room. I had, like, my computers and everything. And, you know, I really, at that point, I still thought that it wasn't going to be forever. Turns out, three months later passed, our training session obviously had to be extended because 
working from home was really different and we were all trying to adjust on that so I think for sure that's whenever I started to feel a little bit like depressed in a sense or alone because you're normally like you would work with you know obviously all your peers next to each other it's easier to just like you know raise your hand ask questions have someone there to talk to but really you're kind of by yourself and we kind of had discussions and yeah it got pretty bad for me but I mean before I even get to that point how was it for you when you started to kind of realize that this was gonna be a reality for a little bit Um, wait were you in were you you were already here in Texas right mm -hmm. okay yeah I was in school and obviously school moved to online um and then I was working at Domino's as a delivery yes <laughs> God, that shit. Um, <laughs> yeah i was working there and then i remember they started like we started to wear masks and yeah. then and then we, they gave us our domino's mask oh yeah. that was so fast they already came they already came out yeah, with they, it they, they wasted no the, time yeah they they came out with the domino's mask <laughs> after we started wearing a mask for a little bit and then, yeah, Domino's never shut down because they were, what what was it called? They were, like, the places that, like, food and all these essential businesses mm-hmm. um, needed to stay open, so. Hey, I people need their pizzas. I didn't lose my job. Yeah, lo- oh, that's right. I am so lucky that this was a job that was able to be work from home because otherwise, I don't know what... Because I was, oh, I remember, I was still working at Sweet Days as well. That's whenever, oh my gosh, how did yeah, I forget? Wearing, you were working two jobs? So I was still working at Sweet Days, and this was like February? That's around the time that I was quitting, and this is this is when I realized that things were getting serious, because my boss at first was like, yeah, this COVID thing, I think we're going to, you know, we're going to keep the store running, and then we stopped, like, we t- we started to take away the tables and that's when i realized like oh wow like this is actually happening and then that's i had to quit obviously because i was working kind of um, full time at state farm so that's whenever like it transitioned um but it was definitely really strange like going to the store and then like starting to see people wearing masks i'm not gonna lie at first i wasn't wearing my mask because i i really didn't think it was going to be that serious so i i didn't wear my mask at first until the second until like i realized okay that wasn't long after i probably like went out like once without my mask because i was like eh and then like the second time i went to like Kroger I wore my mask but it was for sure really really strange I think we all kind of like we're passing by each other giving you know it's like it's not like everyone was giving looks but it's just kind of like dang this is really our situation right now yeah I definitely dealt with some racism in in the beginning like this I remember I was like at this this parking lot or this gas station and some dude like comes up to me he's like he's asking me for money like because he's like homeless and i was like 
I got like I got some change but I'll like throw it to you I was in my car and I was like I'll open the window a little bit and give it to you and like he was like basically saying that he doesn't have COVID and he was like well your people brought that here <gasps> oh I was like, to emphasize like, joseph is asian american so that is oh that's on that's a whole different topic that is just so upsetting and it's still happening like it's still happening these hate crimes are literally still happening i think a lady um i think in new york um she got like pushed off purposely did you hear about that mm-hmm. what the yeah, hell she got pushed by this homeless man what is wrong with these people man. holy crap that is awful. I'm yeah. sorry. Rest in peace. Yeah. Hey, at least my life wasn't in danger. I know, but, but like I were, I honestly, because most of my friends are Asian American, and honestly, for the longest time, like I really like I, I was so worried, all the time, and um, I mean, I guess like I don't, like even sometimes whenever I would go out with them, like I I would catch like people giving them looks i guess but i don't i mean it could have i don't know i, I just i don't want to make any assumptions but yeah that that is just absolutely like disgusting the fact that people are having that type of mentality but also i'm i'm not surprised but yeah i don't i don't want to get really into that right now but um yeah i mean it's been like what two two years mm-hmm. <laughs> two years oh my god yeah. so when quarantine was actually going on it's funny i had a lot of motivation i actually started working out i was trying to eat healthy i was trying to do all these things to keep my immune system healthy because i was like i'm not i'm not gonna let this like bring me down um i was working out consistently for a long time i felt good at home obviously we were all doing at home workouts i think this was this was a trend like everyone was just trying to like you know, do do all these things from home, which is really cool. And then I think suddenly everything just kind of went downhill slowly but surely. Um, for you, did you feel, I don't know, did it, like, kind of go downhill for you? Like, how, what was your mentality or, like, your mindset? Like, did you feel like there was a shift for you or no? Mm, I feel like, honestly, I just, like, embraced it i didn't really change what i was doing yeah like i picked up i started making music a little bit um and then tried doing that and then that that was fun and i mostly just sat and just watched shows i didn't really do much i tried yeah i just watched i just remember watching a lot of videos and a lot of movies and Same. I think I tried working out once, but then I was like, <laughs> I don't really like this. Um, but I would go out and skate um, outside in front of my house. That's mostly what I did to, like, work, I guess, work out or for exercise. Yeah, like, it was exercise for me. I think I was like cooking and stuff like that um and then 
I think what was so weird was we were, my friends and I were still kind of hanging out, but we weren't, we were uh, socially distancing. It was so strange. I think the first time we like went out, we went to Bahama Bucks and we just drove. It's like a, you can either do like drive through or it's like a, what are, it's, a, it's like a, what do you, how do you describe Bahama? Oh, you've never been, right? It's like frozen ice, shaved ice. Frozen ice. <laughs> shaved ice, snow cone. <laughs> Bruh, she, the way that she says certain things is so funky. It's because in like, Panama we call it shaved ice. No, but like yesterday, <laughs> I just finished Uber Eats and she said, "How is Uber eating?" <laughs> <laughs> that came out no, so like, naturally like i said that with so much like confidence like i didn't even it just came out of my mouth naturally and then after i said it and he was like wait what do you say like that and i was like wait i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um but we met up and we just like parked next to each other and we just ate like mm. together but not together and it was so weird it was so strange, and even after work, when I was still kind of working out sweet days, like Caitlin and Caitlin and I would go to like Taco Bell, Taco Bell to eat. Taco Bell. <laughs> Taco Bell. <laughs> Taco Bell. Stop. We would eat next to each other in a car, so that was fun. I definitely did notice a shift, though. Like my friends became more depressed, more socially anxious and actually have a couple friends that are still struggling with that because they were they became so withdrawn from others that kind of when we thought that things were going back to normal and they really weren't um they still felt so anxious like going out and stuff like that but luckily that it really wasn't the case for me i i did notice that um i definitely became very very depressed and i think that was Mostly for my job, I I'm not gonna lie, I literally hated it. Now I do wonder if I had if we had stayed in office, like in the office, I wonder like how different I would have felt about it because at least I would have my coworkers, you know. Mm, I feel like there's I don't know. for me, like I like I I like thinking about hypotheticals, but for me, I I just get in such a rabbit hole with that it's like what's the point well i mean yeah i wouldn't say for me it's a rabbit hole i think it's just like a question that's up in the air you know it's more like mm, i really wonder like it could have gone either way it could have hated it even more or i could have been like okay that's fine and my favorite coworker, like i genuinely did love her like we clicked so well that i think she's the reason why i stayed there for a little bit because we both quit at the same time and we were all like we were the same, we were around the same age, like, we were in our 20s, because I think when I worked at State Farm, I was either, I, I think I was 20 going 21, or 21 going 22, I don't remember, but, if it was two years ago, oh, wait, yeah, yeah, I was 21, yeah, I, I think I had just turned 21, um, and we would text each other all the time, like, while we were working and stuff, and that was really fun, but, training was three months we took this test and then that's when everything went downhill because training was super fun like we were just on a skype meeting not gonna lie half the time i was just on my phone i wasn't really like paying attention 
Um, so I just wasn't really taking it seriously until we actually had to do work and stuff. And it was it was awful. I mean, people are more likely to yell at you and curse at you over the phone. It's so easy for people to just be rude to you over the phone. Oh my gosh. Holy crap. I had so much anxiety. Like, it's funny that I picked to work at State Farm when my whole life I've always been anxious to like pick up the phone or make calls. Always. <clears throat> I always had people like I was oh, I was that friend that like would say like, "Hey, can you call for me?" or like when we would like want to find out if like a store was open or closed or like something like that, I'd always have like someone else do it cuz I'd be so scared to talk on the phone. Mm-hmm. So, a part of me like wanted that job to challenge myself and be like, "Okay." And it was it was definitely really hard at first, but um this was like month one or two, but I became like super depressed, dude. I like was dreading work every single day every single day and it got to the point and like i guess this is me being a little vulnerable (laughs) even though like i'm trying to keep things light but (laughs) Mm. this is so bad like i shouldn't be saying this but like who's listening (laughs) i like (laughs) i kind of started drinking on the job (laughs) (laughs) no it was that bad i'm telling you it was that bad like i could not be sober and, okay, it wasn't, like, I was, like, super drunk. No, no, no. Like, I clearly, like, only had, like, one drink. And then that was, like... Because, listen, I'm, like, pretty skinny. So, one drink or half a drink is enough for me to, like, feel okay. Like, buzzed. So, I would, like... I would have, like, white claws. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I would also buy, like, soju. And then I would drink it before working. And a part of it was because, one, I felt really depressed. Two, I was just, like, I didn't, I just couldn't do it without having that. And I realized at that point that I was, like, okay, this is leading to what feels like could be addiction. But it didn't turn out that way because, thankfully, I don't really have an addictive personality. I did catch it, but it didn't continue. Like, that was just, like... Maybe on the weekends or, like, every other day. Or it wasn't, like, every day. But that's whenever, like, I definitely started to feel depressed. Um, I would literally cry before going into work and stuff like that. It sucked. It really, really did suck. I did have, like, some really good conversations and stuff. And it was nice because, you know, people were kind of telling me about how they were coping with um, COVID and stuff like that. But... I got to, like, into a really, really dark place at that point, which, like, sucks, but, and, and my, I was in a different relationship, and so I think I was also dealing with that, and long story short, like, I don't want to blame COVID or, like, the situation, because, like, it could have happened any other time, but I ended up going into, um, a a mental hospital no a psychiatric hospital which was like interesting (laughs) and i'm laughing about it because it's like weird to think about that but i don't know like i guess i can't sit here and be like huh i wonder if if that had happened if that had never happened if covid didn't happen or blah 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 but i don't know i guess I, i mean for you like you've never really like 
Or, I mean, you it's like situational depression, right? I yeah, know. I don't know, like, because depression can't be really categorized. Yeah, that's too, true. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I feel like, yeah, I, I felt depressed before. Or, I don't know, really, what is your definition of depression? Because... Everyone has a different, different, like, for you, how would you define it for yourself? Mm, for me, I guess depression would be, you're so sad that it, it like, it fucks up with your daily yeah. routine. Yeah. Like, you can't do mm-hmm. normal things. Yeah. Um, for me, then, I wasn't depressed by that definition, but times when times would get tough and it would be harder it would be harder to do things but I would still do it anyways just because I knew it things had to keep rolling mm-hmm. um, I think I just have I'm, I've been blessed to have that that motor in my head that yeah, you're really just strong. tells me to keep going even though it sucks if it's worth it though that's the thing, like, with a lot of the stuff that I feel is not worth my time, I'm very, it's it's easy for me to just let it go, but with things that are really important, I, I have a really hard time of just giving up. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, that's how, you know, I care about something is if I'm still doing it, because otherwise I'd just leave it in the dust. But, yeah, with, it's funny how you're talking about, like, your state farm job and how it was, like, telecommunications, basically, right? I was working at, um, after I quit Domino's, I, um, I wasn't, it wasn't too long. Um, I think I started working at a debt collection <laughs> agency. It's so funny, like, thinking about that. Yeah, so... I started to work as a debt collector. Um, Dude, that is so random. Like, yeah, that was that was interesting. I was there for like three or four months, maybe. Um, but yeah, I thought that was like the big boy job, you know? Yeah, same. And, and it was eye-opening because I would be working with literally grown adults. And they're making the same amount of money as me. And it just kind of opened my eyes because these people literally have families. Same. And I'm here just just me and my mom. But, yeah, I don't have anyone technically to be responsible for. Um, So I was, it was tough. The job was easy in a sense because it was just, routine but at the same time i didn't like the headset it made my ears like really hot and like just felt uncomfortable really and that was honestly (laughs) it's stupid stuff like that because i didn't mind talking to people and actually i liked it when people would curse at me over the (laughs) phone like it was just kind of funny um just because they don't know who i am and they would when they just hop on the People phone, they get just... bold. Let me just say, I've gotten some bold things. Like someone like asked me to marry them huh. over the phone. I'm like, dude. 
Yeah. But, but I definitely learned a lot about like credit bureaus and how that works in a sense, like how to take care of that and finding like loopholes. Um, Wait, so like how was the training process? They w- I think they trained us for like two weeks. That's it? Um, yeah, just like told us all the rules and then taught us like how the system works. And then they threw us out there. Um, and it was it was pretty, it was adequate training. It was <clears throat> definitely prepared for like what we got to do. And they always had like leaders going around. But I, working that job, it just kind of opened my eyes to the rat race kind of, <laughs> of like yeah. working of working a w2 job and mm-hmm. <clears throat> literally like they would try to reward us for for doing i guess better at our job and that reward would be like gift cards or like we really you know, like stuff like that but in the grand scheme of things they really could be giving us a raise or they could be doing something else um and even if they were to give us a raise that's not even like short-term rewards yeah it's not even close to the amount of money that they're making so i was like damn like do i really want to get caught up in doing that for someone else for this little reward um and just seeing that i just wanted more and I just didn't really like the job as when I when I first started I was excited because it was new and then as I started doing it more and more it just became mundane um yeah I just I knew it was I I'm glad I got that experience of knowing what that feels like and I'm out of there but I felt bad for a lot of the people that had been there for years like 15 20 years I mean, why um, why do you feel bad that's your choice i mean just because like i feel bad because that's not something i would do <clears throat> and i know that that's not necessarily the job that they want to do either because they would obviously complain about it and all this but Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And, like, I mean, sometimes people genuinely do or that are happy there. Like, I had a lot of, oh, my gosh, almost maybe half the leaders that we had during orientation, they were introducing themselves and they were talking about how, yep, I am 60 years old now. And I remember when I was 18 or 20, I was sitting right where, where you guys were and look at me now. And they just, like, they're genuinely happy and that's good. But really listening to that and like kind of like watching all my peers in my room i was like dude i don't that's like i don't want that (laughs) i mean there's people that give that front for the company you know um so like you don't really know how they feel but like the leaders that i saw like they would give that front and then as i got to know them more and more they showed obviously through their body language and the way they 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 would even say like i don't i'm looking forward to the weekend and if you're looking forward to the weekend then you're not enjoying the now which is work and you know it's just obvious um 
And that's what that's what I'm lucky for, I feel, because I'm at an age where I can I'm able to try all these things and I have no real responsibility and that's huge because I can fail and technically I have there's no repercussions and that just brings the question what is failure because Mm. like in my eyes there is no such thing as failure unless you're purposely intentionally trying to mess up Um, because in my eyes messing up is just another step to learning and growing Um, and without like your slip-ups you don't know you it's hard to really cement yourself there and you just without without the bad you don't really know how good the good is yeah so yeah without losses you don't know how how awesome it is to be on top yeah Uh, so that's that's what it is that's what it is you gotta try new things and yeah which is why like i'm really glad that i even challenged myself to want to work i guess like a big girl job because i really felt like oh wow like I, I was making pretty good money not gonna lie like i really was um and it was really nice to be able to tell my friends like oh yeah like i work at am i even like is it even good to like like say the company name in public it doesn't <laughs> like, matter disclose it <laughs> i already said it but we got like two viewers one viewer maybe yeah true 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 because it's not like they're gonna listen to it anyway um but yeah i really like they will listen to it though <laughs> yeah whatever is on the come up <laughs> we'll be on top we'll be on top we gotta start at the bottom first yeah. But I really felt like walking into that big building and like telling all my friends like, yeah, I work at State Farm and everything. But like deep down, I was like, dude, this is like, I don't want to do this. Like I really sat there and I was like, Jesus, like I had most of the people that were there were either the age range was probably about 19 to okay maybe 1920 to 65, maybe 60. So crazy age range all types of like different people and stuff like that but i really it just felt like i don't know i i'm not saying you know state farm is a bad company or anything but it really did feel a little brainwashing <laughs> uh-huh. i'm not gonna lie i guess it's the way that our leaders were talking about the company and all these benefits and kind of like oh, yeah. all these incentives to want to make us stay and a lot of people fall into that it's like that comfort is that you know you have that steady paycheck you have good insurance a lot of people i did notice that um <laughs> so during the icebreakers we were asked you know why why did you want to work here and a lot of people said it was because of the benefits that's how they get you it's the benefits um some people just wanted to get a new job you know i think from yeah for me i just like needed higher paying um you know people have all these debts all these bills and stuff like that but it's funny that i basically i guess i don't know if i thought that i was weak for this but i thought i kind of let my depression keep me from even wanting to keep 
trying at their job because regardless of benefits, regardless I was getting paid good, I still quit. Like after six months, I was just like, this is just not worth it. And maybe someone else would be putting that job it before their mental health but that's just not who I am like I don't care how much money you're giving me if I'm not happy there I'm leaving I don't care and some people I mean and my mom did want me to stay she did want me to just keep pushing and I really really tried but I just knew that if I had kept going I I don't know I just I don't think it would have gotten any better yeah I feel like I kind of know like when the time is up Mm-hmm. with a lot of the things that I do with my life and sometimes that's just what you gotta accept is there's there's time it's time to let it go and move on um, especially if it's impacting your mental because that's our that's our biggest weapon is our, our mental um, our mental health our just Having a strong mentality is, mm-hmm. that's just, that's it. That's all it is. Um, and I feel as if when I worked at, at that debt collection agency, I, I knew that I I felt as if I'm going to give it a shot. And if I like it, I'll stay. And if I don't, I won't. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it is. And I had no emotional attachment that job exactly and i feel as if a big thing for me and my mental health is like knowing that knowing the end goal and knowing that i'll be all right like mon like financially so that was a big thing um yeah that steady paycheck was good but in turn with that steady paycheck, I had to slave away my time. Exactly. Which kind of, it sucked. It was just sucking me alive, honestly. Like, it just wasn't, it just wasn't worth it. And I felt guilty and I felt bad for quitting. And a, a part of me felt disappointed in myself. But then another part felt proud that I, I basically took another risk leaving that job. I took a risk entering that job and I took another risk leaving that job. And I think we just gotta we can't be afraid to take risks, especially um I don't know if I should really expose my my past. <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs> but yeah, that, that that'll be that'll be uh for, for later, but my past relationship um <laughs> situation that is some other tea we'll get into later y'all we're gonna get into the juicy stuff later (laughs) yeah but basically that that's the risk that i had to take and hey if you're watching this (laughs) my ex bitch i'm shining on my ex (laughs) 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 yeah it's, it's all good vibes but yeah you gotta take big risks for big reward and i felt like i was taking like a calculated risk yeah like i was i really thought about it and although it did feel impulsive um i don't know i think i quit based on half it was like emotion and rationality and uh i would say for sure emotion because i 
I just had to open up to my leader. I basically cried to my leader. It was so embarrassing. I basically opened about my opened up about my my mental health and stuff like that. And it made me feel better. It made me feel heard. But it wasn't enough for me to want to keep staying. So one day I just I wasn't pulled. I didn't even put it in two weeks. I it was effective immediately. I was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> like I just cannot keep doing this. And it was. I felt really bad because it was, this was still obviously during COVID and a lot of people were losing their jobs, people were getting laid off. And I had, you know, this job that was paying me well, I had this job, you know, all these benefits. And then I'm just like, I don't want it anymore. So I, I kind of felt bad. But at the same time, I was like, I'm not, this is, I'm dying. <laughs> like, it, this is eating me alive. This is not worth it. And it was tough for sure. It was I was struggling financially, and thankfully, uh, my boyfriend at the time was helping me. Um, so I'm forever grateful that I had a great support system. My friends were supporting me and stuff like that. But after that, I worked at this other job, and it sucked. I was unhappy. Um, I'll just say it. It was at Orange Theory. I was extremely unhappy there. Um, that's funny. <laughs> I also took another risk and I quit that job after like three months and then I was unemployed for a while and then Ikea happened. Oh my gosh, I'm really exposing my, my employment history here, jeez, oh my gosh, I'm just like name dropping left and right, but anyway, um, we're just gonna try to keep our first few episodes um, nice and short for now, it's almost um 45 minutes i think the last one was 30 minutes because i was doing it on my on the anchor website on my laptop and there's like a 30 minute um like limit or whatever but yeah let's uh just (laughs) i just like (laughs) why am i so awkward um yeah well i'll see you guys next friday i hope um because today is saturday so we're gonna try to do that friday thing so friday or just once a week we we just we're trying to figure out because care exposing another carol's employment background <laughs> we got another job so we gotta we gotta oh, figure out we gotta figure that out but oh, hey i definitely am holding her trying to hold her accountable to at least once a week yes thank so, you we got that once a week in, so I'm proud of us. Yeah, I'm we really We didn't am. skip this yeah. week, so yeah. we will be posting every <laughs> single week, once a week at least. Yes, yes we will. Um, um, but yeah, thank you guys <laughs> for whoever's listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed this little episode, um, and then I guess we'll see you next time. Peace. Bye.